Well, fantastic. You may be seated, everybody. Uh, I, uh, it just feels like home, really. Um, I travel, uh, meet lots of people, but I come here, I, I eat a lot, I sleep a lot, play golf a lot, and I preach a bit in between. So, um, thank you for taking the time to come this morning. I, um, the Lord has promised me during this season of my life that whenever I stand to minister to his bride, his presence would be tangible. And um, I sense that this morning. Sometimes his presence um, is so strong uh, um, without be, you know, sounding too flaky, but um, I sometimes sense his presence like physically. So um, I, I want you to just get ready this morning to have your life changed. Um, every time um, a, a called man or woman of God stands up to minister, to preach the gospel, the Bible says the gospel is the power of God. That means it's not will be or uh, the gospel is. So, and I believe the message I have for you, I, I was just sitting here this morning um, by the way, you have great leaders here. Dylan and Tess are unbelievable leaders. And uh, huge hearts. And, and whenever I go to a place in this season that I'm walking in now as an abolitionist, um, I, um, I, I, I come to the meeting. This is, I agree with, uh, with Dylan. This is not an accident here today. You, you're not here by chance. Um, but I believe God has orchestrated your life to be here for this meeting um, because something significant is going to take place in your heart uh, which will affect your world. And I'm sitting here, Dylan, this morning, and um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, when I was with Joshua McCauley, um, and I've known Joshua since he was nine or ten, uh, younger than that, I remember playing tennis with Ray McCauley, and I didn't have any tennis clothes. So he said, well, where Joshua's? I said, but he's nine. He said, they'll fit. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm flipping serious. I, I'm, playing, I'm playing tennis in a nine-year-old shorts and t-shirt, and they fit me. Anyway, so Joshua and I, Ray and I go back. Uh, it was supernaturally how Ray and I met, and that's, he opened the door for me to come to this wonderful nation. I've been coming now for 30 years. Um, and, um, you know, I, I've, I've never been so excited about anything. And I, <clears throat> and I'm, uh, I, was, uh, I was preaching for Redemption Church, and when I was there a couple of years ago, the Lord showed me, when they were meeting in a, um, a smaller venue, uh, that they were, in, they, were in a, they were in a greenhouse, that God was protecting them in a greenhouse, like a, uh, he was protecting them from stuff so that the plants could grow strong, before, they, before he plants them in the field. Um, and it was a joy this year to see them in the field now. They're out of the greenhouse into the field. And I sat here this morning, mate, and I, you know, I say, Lord, what, is there something prophetic that you have for this house? And he said to me right here, and it's in line with what I'm going to preach, um, you're, you are in an incubator. There's something being incubated here. Now, when I said that, there was a lot of nods, a lot of amen. Do you know why? Because I've just put a word to what you're feeling. 
what's what you're sensing there um so so what i'm going to talk about this morning i'm, I'm just going to go for it are you ready for the word here well what a stupid question it's like feeding time at durban zoo look at you i mean flipping out. so i want to i want to talk i want to talk to you i'm going to go uh, to take some notes and stuff. I want to talk about this. I think it's the uh, probably one of the most important uh, messages that um, that have changed my own personal life, uh, and it's based on Proverbs uh, chapter four, verse twenty-three. We all know the scripture, and it says this. This is from the uh, New Living Translation, and it says this: "Guard your heart above all else." Let that sink in. Guard your heart above all else. So basically, Jesus is saying, you're not going anywhere till you get this right. Guard your heart above all else. Watch this. For it determines the course of your life. So if you want a title of the message, it's guard your heart. Your future depends upon it. Um, your heart, and this is where I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but your heart... When you're a Christian, your heart is actually the incubator where God incubates his dreams that change the world. Uh, dreams that when birthed can actually change the course of history. And I believe there are people sitting before me today, whether you're in education, politics, entertainment, church, whatever it is, but you love Jesus... I honestly believe there are people sitting before me today with dreams that are in the incubation stage that if you, if you heed to what the Lord's saying to you today, these dreams will be birthed and radically change the world. Somebody say amen here. So, so listen carefully. So, um, you know, I was watching um, uh, a documentary on... Uh, on Canadian salmon. I love these documentary, you know, sort of nature things. And the Canadian salmon is an amazing fish. It, st it spends most of its life out in the open sea. And then towards the end of its life, it gets full of eggs. And it finds the exact river that it entered the sea years and years ago. And there's a something inside this fish that causes it to swim up that river miles and miles swimming against the current, facing danger from anglers, from eagles. Um, uh, uh, they're full of eggs, and they, they, they drive. Their instinct is to get to the actual place where they were born, lay the eggs for the next generation, then they die. It's an amazing thing. But, and I'm watching these fish. They, nothing is stopping them. When they actually get to the place where they birth the dreams, their face is disfigured because of the stones and the rushing and the whole thing, uh, and they get to the place, but the, their biggest sweat is right at the end. Some of you may have seen it. Right at the end, just before they get to the place, they have to negotiate these, these big waterfalls, these, and they use every ounce of strength to swim up these waterfalls, but the bears know now they're tired. Now they're weak. So they stand on the top, and I just saw the bear just grab them, take one bite, and just throw the fish away. And, um, and the commentator said this. You see, the bears are not after the fish itself. They're after what they're carrying. 
eggs for the next generation. Satan is not after you. He's after what you're carrying. And, and that's why some of you have been facing stuff in your life right now. You think, God's after, uh, Satan is attacking me here. Satan is attacking, and it's a real war. Uh, and you don't know what's going on. And, and you've, you, I tell you what's going on. Satan is after the dreams that are incubating in your heart for this generation and the next generation. But I think I'm looking at a bunch of people that are going to keep swimming come hell or high water. Am I talking to the right ones here? Satan is not after you, but what you are carrying. I've got a whole thing here on it, but I'm going to leave that. Now watch this. Now, now, now many of you are fighting battles in your humanity, and you are losing. You're fighting battles with jealousy and resentment and self-pity and bitterness, and it seems that these negative emotions have set up camp in your life and you don't know how to overcome in this area. Now, this, is, this will help you in your swim. I mean, you know, uh, what, what I'm going to share with you in just a moment will, call, will, will cause hairs to grow on your chest, ladies. I'm telling you, this, th this, now watch this. The reason, the reason, how many of you know we are human? <laughs> Come on, somebody. We are dealing with stuff, okay? So, so the reason why very often we are not winning these battles, watch this, is because we are fighting emotional battles using emotional weapons. And more, see, Satan's after what you're carrying, okay? So he will fight you in the area of your humanity. And unless you know how to overcome in this area, you see, we try to dislodge negative emotions by psyching up positive ones. And that's why we are losing. Now watch this. The Bible says that we don't fight against flesh and blood. In other words, the war may be in the sense realm, but the victory is won in another realm. Uh, but spiritual wickedness in high places, now watch this, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, the weapons of our warfare are not emotional, psychological, or human. We have access to another arsenal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, you know, you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on about spiritual warfare. I mean, when I was a, a young pastor, oh, there was all sorts of weird stuff going on. I mean, flying up in a helicopter and binding the spirits and binding and binding. Everybody had constipation. We were binding everything. <laughs> Flipping nuts. Flipping nuts. Let's get back to the word of God, man. Come on. But so, 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 I was so bound. Anyway, don't start me off because you're terrible. Listen. So, so, are you still with me here? This is, where, this is where we are going now, right? Watch this. Now, the battlefield, James, in uh, chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, describes the battlefield, the real battlefield where every one of us are involved. Watch this. But jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. <laughs> anyway, that's just for effect. Uh, for what's this now? For where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find 
disorder, and evil of every kind. So what James is saying, now the reason I'm sharing this message, so stay with me, because the first part of the message is diagnostic. Don't get too depressed and say, oh, I can't stick this. I'm going to diagnose the situation. The second part of the message is going to be the prescription so that you can guard your heart and birth those God-given dreams that will change your world. I'm telling you, really. You see, so James says this is not just an emotional battle. It's a demonic one. Demons are involved here, okay? Demons are involved whenever there is bitter, bitterness, jealousy, selfishness, and resentment. It's their oxygen. They breathe this stuff. And Satan actually exploits our humanity to try to destroy our spirituality and Christianity. Now, the wonderful thing about Jesus is he's wonderful. <laughs> but the wonderful thing, when, when Jesus said something, he, you know, it wasn't just something he, he just threw out there. And he said something in Luke chapter 11, which opened up a whole doorway of revelation for me here. And in Luke chapter 11, verse 24 to 26, it says this, uh, if you can get that up there. Basically, it talks about, have we got that? Luke chapter, there we go. Is it up there? Luke chapter. Watch this. Now, Jesus, he lifts the veil. He actually shows us what's going on in this battle area, okay? When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. Everybody say dry places. He goes through dry places and seeking rest. And there's a, a thing there where, you know, he, there are some places where he doesn't find um, those dry places. So I started to think about this. Dry places. So Jesus is talking about a, a demonic forces seeking dry places. You see, there are dry places that God creates to develop our character. There are times when he will actually lead you into a wilderness experience, into a dry place to perfect your character. But there are dry places that we can create, allowing Satan to destroy our character or attempt to. Jesus tells us here that devils seek dry places. They can cause havoc in dry places. They can steal, kill, and destroy in dry places. They can destroy marriages in dry places. They can split churches in dry places. Come on, somebody say amen here. They can even cause suicide in dry places if we don't understand this. The devil, watch this, the devil seeks dry places Places of poor irrigation. Places where there is an absence of water. So I said, Lord, and then these scriptures made sense. First Peter 5, 8. Be sober and vigilant. Talking to Christians. Talking to dream carriers. Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Watch. Seeking. Jesus said, when an unclean spirit comes out of a man, he goes around 
seeking. So in our warfare against this fallen angel, we've got to be aware of what he's seeking. Jesus said, quite plainly, in Luke 11, he's seeking a dry place in your heart. If you're still with me, say amen. Yeah. We're going somewhere. Again, I'm diagnosing. Dr. Ray is diagnosing right here. So then I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm dealing with this stuff in my life, and i don't not getting victory. And I said, I said Lord, I don't want to give the devil a dry place. I got dreams to birth. And I'm battling this thing. I can't get victory. And I said, what are the dry places? And then he opened up Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, in the Amplified Version. Now watch this. Paul is speaking to dream carriers. And, and whenever, whenever we hear uh, preaching about, oh, you mustn't be bitter and you mustn't, we don't. When you understand why, it'll give you the motive to understand, my God, I'm not putting up one moment with that stuff. Ephesians 4 verse 27 describes the dry places. Now watch this. He says, do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into a sin. In other words, don't give the devil a dry place. Now here we go. He describes it by holding a grudge, by nurturing anger, by harboring resentment, by cultivating Bitterness. These are not emotions that just pass through us. These are emotions that we actually allow, invite, and cultivate to stay. Holding a grudge. I know it hurts. I know what they said is bad. I know what they did to you um, is beyond belief. And for some of you, it's not what they did, it's who did it. That really sucks. And that attacks the heart. And as strong as you are, and as stuff as you are, if you don't know how to deal with it, then it'll be a dry place. Are you still with me here? This is mine. Holding, listen to the adjectives that the Apostle Paul uses. Holding a grudge. This is mine. I have a right to feel this way. I'm going to keep this. I'm not letting go of this. Well, when you understand this revelation, you'll be wanting to get out. I'm telling you. Nurturing anger. Nurturing to care for and protect something. To encourage it to grow. To perpetuate its life. Now, we all get angry. Some of you wanted to kill your kids this morning. But hey, listen. Some of you wanted to drown your dog yesterday. But hey, now we all get angry. We can be angry and sin not. It's right to be, you know, but, but you know, very often negative anger, we, we experience it. It passes through us. But, 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 but Paul is talking about a dry place here. He's talking about an anger that is nurtured. Harboring resentment. Harboring. Picture it. A ship coming in to unload and then leave. Not this one. This ship comes in and we give it a place to drop anchor. 
harboring resentment, to give it a permanent resting place, allowing it to drop anchor in your heart. Cultivating bitterness. Cultivating. It's an, an agricultural term. It's like a plant. So it starts as a little plant, but because you don't know how to deal with it, cultivate to provide suitable soil, to fertilize it, to give it an environment so that it will grow and daily attend to its development. <laughs> Are you depressed enough yet? Listen, I'm, I'm just diagnosing. Is this helping anybody here? Now watch this. You came to the surgery. I didn't ask you to come, but this is good for you. It, it gets better. So, so dry places, holding grudges, nurturing anger, harboring resentment, cultivating bitterness. So what we've been trying to do is, is trying to deal with the bitterness. We try to cultivate, we try to recycle up um, an emotion of love to try to counteract. So we are fighting emotional battles using emotional weapons and we are failing and we don't know why it is. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 4, 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and perpetual animosity and resentment and strife and fault finding and slander be put away from you. Why is he saying this? He's not doing this. He's saying there are dreams in you. You are carrying dreams that can change the world and this is the area of warfare. Man, I'm going to get saved again after this. I'll tell you now right there. Now, 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 we, we get into, now watch this. If we refuse to cooperate with the Holy Spirit here, watch this. Psalm 68, verse 6, the rebellious, Psalm 68, verse 6, the rebellious dwell in dry places. Wow. You know, so when we, you know, yeah. Man, the Bible says resist the devil, don't assist him. And many of us, we assist him. We give him a dry place, but we don't know how to deal with this stuff. Well, are we going to get to the prescription? How many of you are ready to take the medicine right here? Get ready for this, because this changed my life, literally. And because this church is, an, is, is in incubation stage. That's how I see it. I believe, because I don't preach this message everywhere, uh, but I believe this is the right message for this church right here. So now here's, now then, with my incredible intellect in this cranium, with all the knowledge I have up here and insight and wisdom, I realize something. If the devil loves dry places, then the Holy Spirit must love wet places. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm a genius. I'm a flipping genius. So something, I'm talking to the Lord like this. I said, I said, Lord, the answer then, he said, yes, the answer is to, is to give the Holy Spirit a place in my heart that's wet, that's soaking, that's, Saturated, he said, well done. Watch this. You see, the Holy Spirit is seeking. I love this man. The Holy Spirit is attracted to water. 
He hovers creatively over wet places. My God, my God, my God. The Holy Spirit is longing to find a wet place in your life and your heart. You know why? Because there are eggs that need to be incubated. He's hovering over them. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, watch, he came up out of the water soaking wet. And do you know what happened? It attracted the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. I'm telling you right now, if you want to walk under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, just give him a wet place to land. We need to give praise to Jesus. I, I'm sensing God here. So while the devil seeks dry places to destroy, the Holy Spirit is seeking wet places to create. Genesis 1 verse 1 to 2. These whole scriptures opened up. Are you still with me here? Watch this, Genesis 1, verse 1 or 2. In the beginning, God created. I honestly believe there's a spirit of, 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 uh, of creativity in this house. You're going to do things that other churches are afraid to do. <laughs> I just said something there that struck a chord. You're going to be a church that's going to be known to go into Samaria. And you're going to be criticized for it. And you're not going to be understood. Jesus could care less. He heard the cry of a woman trying to find love in the wrong place. He says, I got to go there. This church is going to be, called, is going to be known for its radical love to reach out and go through Samaria. So if the devil seek, watch this, in the, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the face of the deep. But the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. Man, wet places attract the favor and creative power of God, a place where he can create order out of confusion, beauty out of ugliness, fullness out of emptiness. Come on, light in the darkness, a place where God declares, this is my child in whom I am well pleased. Bitterness, resentment, strife, and negative anger create ugly worlds and dry places. And I'm, the re, this message came out of a personal experience last year. I'm driving up to the airport to fly somewhere. And the, all this stuff is going on. I've been a Christian for 700 years. <laughs> and, and I'm still, you know what I mean? You don't arrive till you arrive, okay? So, so you know, I'm going through some stuff and I'm miffed. I... So I'm thinking, oh man, I, and I'm driving up to the airport and, and, and the, the bitterness and the resentment and the desire to get revenge and this is not right and this is unjust and God, you've got to strike them dead, send fire down from my head. Don't laugh at me because you've done the same flipping thing. <laughs> kill their dog, kill their cat, strike on them when it hurts them and we, I'm doing all this. Of course, none of you had done that because you're so flipping holy, aren't you? 
So I'm going, I'm doing all this, and, and I'm going up to the air, but I want to give up the ministry. I want to give up the human race. I want to, I want to be like, like a castaway on an island. That would be a blessing for me. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's like the guy that was on the desert island and uh, just wanted to get away from play. On the, and he was there for 20 years, and they, they, they finally rescued him, and the ship arrived. And the captain saw there was like three huts there. And, uh, and, he, and he said to the guy, you've got three huts there. What hut? Oh, he said, that's my house, he said. He said, well, what's that one then? Oh, that's the church I go to. He said, well, what's the other hut? He said, that's the church I used to go to. <laughs> so even, even when we're on our own, we can't, we can't hack this thing. You know, don't, don't think if you, so, oh, I'll go to another church. No, you mess that one up as well. If you've got this dry place. Come on, somebody. Deal with it where you are. You can't, you know, because so the year I was, I'm driving up, I'm, I'm really miffed. And then, and then it was, the sun was setting, right? And I saw the planes coming into land. You know, the, the landing lights. But there were like six of them backed up. I, some of you may have seen, when they, they're, they're all waiting to land, right, behind each other. I said, Lord, that is my emotional life. You comes bitterness, ready to land on the airport ready to land on my runway. So when that lands, I'm dealing with this, trying to, and then straight away, you comes resentment. I'm dealing with that, then comes bitterness. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying here? And I'm grappling, and you know, I said, Lord, this is what I said, I'm, I'm having this conversation. Shoot down the planes. That's what I said. Do you know what he said to me? He said, no, why don't you close the airport? Wow. I said, what? He said, this is what he said to me. He said, why don't you close the airport? He said, he said, why don't you flood the airport? He said, devils cannot land on grace-covered runways. He said, devils cannot land on word-covered runways. The devil is looking for a dry place, Ray. To land in your heart, flood the airport. He said, bitterness cannot land on grace-covered runways. He said, resentment cannot land on love-covered runways. Anger cannot land on praise-covered runways. Grudges cannot land on, come on somebody, on forgiveness-covered runways. And the Lord right there said, this is how you win the battle. You start winning these emotional battles using the weapons I provided. And he said, I said, Lord, how do I flood the runways? And he said, all you need, Ray, all I need to find is a thirsty heart. Am I looking at a bunch of people that are thirsty for the presence of God in their lives? Well, we're all candidates for this. It says in Psalm 63, verse 1, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh, my emotional life longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And what will be the result when we flood the airport, when we, when we drench the runway? Isaiah 44 verse 3, I will pour water on him that is thirsty and floods on dry ground. 
we are going to drown some devils this morning. I'll say it again. We are going to drown some devils this morning. Come on, somebody. We, we, we are going to flood some dry places. We're going to flush this stuff out. And it's not going to be as difficult as you think. Now, I tell you what. The, uh, when I'm, 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 I'm studying this, the Lord showed me something that was, that was fantastic. See, when we, and I'm just going to, I'm nearly through, just going to give you one simple weapon that we have in our arsenal that can keep the runways of our heart saturated so that we can birth these dreams so the devil cannot find a dry place. You know, I'm reading Isaiah 49, verse 19, last scripture. Isaiah 49, verse 19, and it says this. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, we've heard this before, okay? When the enemy comes in like a flood, I don't know what translation, swallowed Anyway, this is the one. Um, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Now, the Old Testament was written with no punctuation marks. So it was at the discretion of the translators to place in the commas and the full stops, okay, to make sentences. Here, in the context of the chapter, they've put the comma in the wrong place. It should read like this. Watch this. When the enemy comes in, comma, then, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Come on, man. The enemy is a fallen angel. The enemy is not the flood. The spirit of the Lord is the flood. And I said, I said, I was getting released in the car. I thought, so what? They said, did what? This is amazing. And the Lord said to me, Here, here's one simple weapon. Okay, this is so powerful. So Jesus is in the upper room. I'm finishing with this. Jesus is in the upper room. The guy he spent three years investing his life into was now about to betray him. And he knew it. Now, if I knew that, I don't think I'd washed his feet. You know what I'm saying? I think I would have drowned him. <laughs> I would have done something. But what? So why? So here's, see, here's the devil trying to find a dry place in Jesus' heart. Because he had a dream to birth. And we are the result of that dream being birthed. So now the devil comes. Three years you invested into this guy. And he's sitting there as arrogant as hell, and he's and, 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 and pretending there's nothing wrong. He's going to go and betray you. You know it. I love this. So the devil says, what are you going to do? Trying to find a dry place. But Jesus saturated his heart. Do you know what he said? In the same moment that he was betrayed, he gave thanks. I just love it. He gave, he didn't give thanks for the betrayal. He gave thanks for the fact of the realization, Father, no one comes into my life unless you've ordained it. 
even betray us. And he looked at, uh, he looked at Judas and thought, wow, so this guy is part of my destiny too. This guy is part of the plan for me to birth my dreams. So, Father, I give you thanks. And the devil, it was like a tsunami coming up against the devil that drove him out of the room. My God, my God, my God. In everything, in everything, not for everything, in everything, what? Give thanks. Wow. I know it hurts. Uh, you know, about 10 years ago, maybe a bit longer than that, um, there was an article on the internet about me. Okay? Blatant lies. Just absolute blatant lies. It was on there. So I get angry now. I find out the guy who lived in Australia. I find out the guy who was putting this stuff on the internet. And I'm going to call him. Am I going to call him? Oh, yeah. I'm going to call this plonker. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to flip in. I'm going to write. So I'm getting all psyched up. I get his number. I thought, you wazak, you can have this. I'm going to give it double barrel. And the Holy Spirit said to me, now I understand what was going on. Devil seeking a dry place. And the Holy Ghost said to me, leave it. Leave it! Oh, here's the spiritual thing. But he could do it to somebody else. I go, careless. He's doing it to me. That's all that mattered right now. Leave it. I left it, right? I, it was on there. Just every day you go, you know, <laughs> it was on there. Six years it was on there. And then after six years, the Holy Spirit said, you know that article? Yeah. Ring the guy now and deal with it. I said, but I don't care anymore. He said, exactly. Hello, are you out there? I rang him. Oh, God, did I ring him with great joy in my heart. But I rang him with a wet heart, not a dry place. Because I was really genuinely concerned. If you can lie about me, you can lie about somebody else. So I said, if you don't get, if you don't, <laughs> excuse me, can I be honest with you? Look at you. Yeah, go on. So I said, if you don't get this article off in 24 hours, I'm going to sue your lying ass. That's what I said to him. I was, yeah, and I was okay because it was a wet place. I'm gonna, I, he said, oh, a brother shouldn't take another brother to court. I said, well, start acting like a brother, and I'll stop treating you like an unbeliever. You're acting like a heathen, lying. You know what? It was off in an hour. Oh, I was a happy little camper, I tell you now. <laughs> but you know what the Lord said to me prior to that? See, do you understand the battle here? The devil could have found a runway to land right there, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And this, look, watch this. This is what he said to me. See, sometimes, you know, you can read the Bible, but when he, when he speaks to, you, to your heart based on Scripture, this is what he said to me when, when he said, leave it. He said, Ray, stay on the cross 
It's safer there. I said, what do you mean? He said, they asked me to prove myself too. Come off the cross, Jesus, come. No, I got dreams to birth. Come on, I got a vision to fulfill in everything. Give thanks. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this word today. Just close your eyes right now. And I know there's stuff, there's dry places. Man, I, I've just read your mail today, but you, you haven't known how to deal with it. Give, just give thanks. This is not an emotion. This is, this is living by faith. Say, Lord, it hurts. I, I still feel this, but you know what? I know now how to flood the runway. And from this moment on, I'm going to give thanks to you for the good, the bad, and the ugly, knowing that when you find a wet place, you can start creating beautiful things in my life. Just where you are right now, I want you to start just to give thanks. I, I'm, I'm going to ask um, J.D. To, to, just to sing something. Perhaps the, the other lady can come, the singer. Is this all right, Dylan? Have we got a couple minutes? Okay. This is so important for people here because some of the resentment goes deep and God does not judge you for it. That's why he sent this little hobbit from the Shire to, to give you the prescription to get healed. Okay? So right where you're at. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's time, it's time to sing the song of Ilsa. Let it go. Yeah, the anointing of Ilsa got to come on you. You've got to let it go. See, now you know why you have to let it go. It's not about the person that's done that to you. It's about you. Satan is not after you. He's after those dreams, man. That need, and they're in incubation right here. That's why you're under attack. Close your eyes right here. Holy Spirit, as, as, as we are led in worship right now, you do it. Your voice is the sound of many waters. You can relate to every single person in this room. Lord, there are, there are people here dealing with issues. They have hurt people. And they, they haven't known how to get over it. We're going to give thanks to you, Lord. And we're going to flood the runways of our heart. Devils are going to be drowned and you're going to find a place to create once more. Thank you. Just give thanks as we worship. Amen.